So uh, we're reading through the Acts of the Apostles. We've got to chapter 4. We're about halfway through it. We've got to uh, chapter 4, verse 23. It's going to be up on the screen, or page 1096 of the Bible, if you want to follow it. So uh, Peter and uh, one or two of the other disciples have been taken uh, for questioning and imprisoned, but they've been released and threatened and told not to speak in the name of Jesus. And they've very courageously, for fishermen, have responded, well, we can only do what God tells us to do. After further threats, they let them go. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his Messiah, his Christ, his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch forth your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Amen, indeed. David. So the second reading is taken from Luke uh, chapter 12, uh, starting at verse 29. You'll find that on page 1045 of the Bibles beside you or up on the screen. Luke 12:29. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little frock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As we stand, let's pray. Consuming fire. 
fan into flame a passion for your name. Spirit of God, fall in this place. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Father, thank you for all that you've done in our lives, what you continue to do in us and through us. Give us, Lord, ears to listen now to your word and hearts to respond through the work of your Holy Spirit in us. In Jesus' name, amen. So, last week, in our journey through Acts, uh, we focused on testimony, specifically the testimony of Peter and John before the Jewish leaders, and we also shared a few testimonies ourselves. Now, I wonder if we can remember the three things that Mike said to us that we needed to remember at the end of that service. Okay? Actually, I won't embarrass you by asking. The first one... Don't don't embarrass me by asking (laughs) me if I can remember either. Okay, the first one was we need to remember to hold on to those things that God has done in our lives. Okay? And the second thing is we need to remember that what God has done in our lives, he will continue to do and do again. And the third thing is that what he can do for us, what he has done for us, he can do for others too. So tonight, we're going to look at this little passage which takes us a bit further on, um, and we're going to be look at what that means to be sharing our faith with others. Um, and I've called it Powerful Witness. Um, and in a few minutes, we're going to look again at that passage that we've just read just now. But the thing that really came home to me after reading this and thinking about it is that actually powerful witness needs the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit because we can't do it on our own. Not only is that important for what we say and what we're sharing, what we're doing, what we're praying, but also it's just that awareness of what the Holy Spirit is doing in others to bring that faith alive. So last week we shared our cardboard testimonies and we stood up here and we told our stories. And in a sense, we were reminded of how easy it is to do that in church, isn't it? You know, we're we're amongst friends. But actually, out there, when we're rubbing uh, shoulders with um, people at at work, with our friends, in the pub or wherever we're meeting, with our neighbors. It isn't quite so easy, is it, to find those opportunities and those little moments. Um, So I think we've got some pictures of our communities and yeah, that was um, at our Jubilee celebrations in Palmerston Road. And the next one is a a street party, just, just reminding us of those situations that we, we find ourselves in, rubbing shoulders with others. And who, like me, hasn't felt 
after being in a situation or talking with people or maybe in a group where we might be the only Christian and there are topics that have come up and we thought afterwards, do you know, I wish I'd said that. Or actually when we've been talking with someone who's shared something really important for them, we thought afterwards, gosh, that was an opportunity to pray with that person and I didn't take it. And so, and also, <laughs> I've thought it's really difficult to be normal, isn't it? When you're actually inviting people to things, you know, we've, we've just got to find somehow those connections, those relationships that make it really natural and easy to say, look, you know, would you like to come to this? Or maybe there's a carol service coming up. You know, have you thought of coming to that? But actually, people are much more ready to respond and to be invited than we realize. And we just need that courage and that boldness. So let's just go back to, to Acts 4 and think, powerful witness, what does it look like? So the first thing that I'm going to be focusing on tonight is, first of all, what does powerful witness look like? Second thing we're going to be thinking about is, powerful witness needs prayer. And the third thing is, powerful witness needs the power, needs the Holy Spirit at work as well. So what does it look like? Well, Peter was a changed man, wasn't he? And saying those things before the Sanhedrin, you know, Peter stood up and said, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, actually, I'm standing here in the midst of the very people who sentenced Jesus to death. I'm standing probably in the same place where Peter himself had denied Jesus. And here he is standing before these very people and saying, actually, you guys crucified Jesus, but God raised him from the dead, and this man is healed by the name of Jesus. You can't get much bolder or more explicit than that. So what do you think had made the difference to Peter? It's, uh, we're not doing a sermon on what changed Peter, but actually it helps us because we think about actually how we change our inadequacies um, into what could be our boldness. And the things that changed Peter were, first of all, that encounter that he had with the risen Jesus. You remember? end of John's gospel, how Jesus completely turned that around for him and recommissioned him after saying those words, you know, do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus recommissioned him and said, go and um, take care of my sheep. Um, so that was an encounter. The second thing was um, actually Pentecost, that experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the third thing um, I think, that came out through this story is actually that he'd started to see Jesus after Jesus had risen and ascended and sent his Holy Spirit on his church. He'd started to see Jesus do the same miracles through him that he'd seen Jesus do when he was alive. And I think that was a pretty major and turning around point for Peter as well. But... So, okay, that's Peter. We're not Peter's, and we're not Paul's either. But what might it look like for us, actually, to have um, a little bit more boldness, a little bit more courage? 
So um, I'm going to play a little clip now that I heard on um, Saturday Live yesterday morning. Yes, it was Radio 4. OK, and I do sometimes listen to Radio 4 um, on my way to, to Salisbury. Um, and this was an interview. Now, I don't know why Saturday Live suddenly took it upon themselves to be interviewing people in a tattoo salon, because that's a pretty unlikely place. And it's even more unlikely that you'd find somebody there who was able to give their Christian testimony. So here she is. Hopefully we can pick that up. Well, I listened to that and I said, wow, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the turnaround that that young lady had really experienced. So Jesus is in the business of changing lives. But the other thing was, I thought, wow, thank you, Jesus, that you gave her the opportunity to tell everyone listening to Radio 4 yesterday morning about your testimony. And it made me think, actually, if, um, if somebody from Radio 4 dropped in on us, I don't know, in our parties down the pub, wherever we are, um, our street party may be, actually, what would come from us? You know, what would be our story that would just spill out and we just couldn't help sharing because we've been so aware of what um, God had done in our lives. So I'm just going to come back now to, to Acts and that story that we had read tonight. And I just um, want us for a moment just to picture that scene. And we might have a picture there. Yeah, it's difficult to imagine, isn't it, really? Um, but it would have been somewhere in Jerusalem that they would have been uh, meeting when Peter and John came back uh, from their experience with the Jewish leaders. And um, we can just imagine the excitement that they must have felt. Um, first of all, at seeing them released and back with them. But also, you can imagine the kind of wows and the kind of quizzing that went on, you know, sort of, what did they, what did they ask you next? And, and what did you say? Did you really say that? And, um, you know, and, he, uh, and they let you go? And, and what else did they say to you? Oh, well, uh, they actually said that, you know, they were going to do some pretty bad things to us if we carried on preaching in the name of Jesus. And so, and so they said, okay, okay, we've got to pray about this, you know. Uh, we've got to pray because we've got to carry on. We can't help but speak of what, what we know about Jesus, but actually, these are pretty tough times. So, um, so they prayed, and uh, the passage tells us that they all prayed. They prayed together. Just reminds me of that importance that we need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying in our homes, in our prayer triplets, our home groups, our ministry teams, but actually, we also would not to give up finding a time that we can meet together as his people here and pray. And, and I bet if you hadn't been at that place, if you hadn't been part of that prayer meeting, you would have regretted it, wouldn't you? Because it says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you would have wanted to be there, wouldn't you? I would have. Okay. So the second thing we learn is that powerful witness 
needs prayer. And I'm just going to get a focus just on a few things that they pray, just to pick out from that prayer in Acts. And you know, it's one of those places in the New Testament where we get a kind of little pattern of prayer. You can see it in the Old Testament too, but, some, but we might not remember all the things that, that come out of that, but we can go back and have a look and say, okay, that's a real good pattern of prayer. Let me just kind of take that on board and, and use it for situations that I find myself in. So the first thing they do is they focus on God, who God is. And we, we, we often start when we pray with worship, don't we? We want to focus on who God is, his sovereignty, his authority. And no matter what we're up against in our lives, no matter what we're facing, actually God is greater. And we need to start by focusing on that. Um, the second thing they do is they focus on what the Bible says. They're rooted in Scripture, they're rooted in the Old Testament, and just notice that little thing that crops up that says, um, you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. That church had a very high view of Scripture and of how God had inspired Scripture and spoken through David in the Psalms. We need to take hold of that. Um, and we need to be kind of remembering Scripture. Don't, and don't leave it till when you're as old as I am, because actually, as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to kind of hold on to these things, doesn't it? Yeah, Mary is agreeing with me. Yeah, so we need to, to start kind of hiding away those places of Scripture, because it also means that not only can we just hold on to God's promises in prayer, remind ourselves of what he said and what he's going to do, but we can also interpret, as they did, they interpreted the threats that they were up against, against what they knew of God in his Bible. So praying from Scripture is always powerful. Um, and then they speak, uh, speak the word. Um, now... For us, that might mean just speaking the right thing at the right time for this person in their situation. And that's something maybe we just need to pray about, that, that we'll have just the right thing to say at the right time. We can't say it all. We, well, we don't often get the opportunity. Maybe sometimes we do to sit down with someone and just go through the whole gospel. But very often it's those little snippets that we just need to share with people helping them along their journey. And um, when I was, um, was thinking about this, um, I was actually reminded of something that, that Mike shared with us a while ago. And, and, and I want to just thank you for that illustration, because I found it quite helpful, the illustration of the glass with the water in it. Now, if your glass is quite full to the top, Actually, it doesn't take very much of a nudge for it to spill out, does it? And when we kind of are in that situation, like that young lady was, actually it's what, what spills out of us when we're nudged, when we've got that little prompt. Yeah, I need to say something here. Um, now, I'm really aware that, you know, not all of us have got our glass full up to here and we're ready just to spill it out. Um, some of us have probably got our glasses a bit full here. It takes a 
bit more of a nudge to get it out. And, and for some of us, we may be really struggling at the moment, really going through a difficult time. And, and maybe we just need to pray, Lord, just, just fill me with more of you. Just, just make me more ready to share. Maybe just that little bit that I've got there at the moment that I can just remember and share what you've done in my life and help me through. Okay. So the next thing they pray for is boldness. Boldness. Um, and that's where I, what I need. I need a lot of that. Um, need that boldness to say, actually, should we just pray? Should we just pray about that? Or I just want to share something with you. Um, and the last thing they pray for is miraculous signs and wonders. Lord, would you stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, you know, I think our greatest healing is actually to know God and know his power to forgive us through the cross of Jesus, to know that we are a new creation and that we are adopted as his children. And that is a real place of healing. And that's kind of the context where all other healing flows from. But we also want to see that that healing will be extended and that kingdom of God will come in wonderful and amazing ways of, of bringing healing and change lives through Jesus working in them. And, you know, we're just reminded again of that little testimony. Jesus is in the, the business of changing lives, healing, doing amazing things. And we need to be praying and expecting that also. So how does God answer? Um, the first thing is that uh, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They just had that amazing experience of being filled in encounter with God. And just, just note that actually they'd just been filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost just a little while before. And here they were being filled again. So actually being filled with the Spirit isn't just a one-off thing. It's something we need constantly to be drawing from um, and to be asking God to continually filling us afresh with his spirit. Um, they spoke the, God of, the word of God boldly. And then as we read a little bit further on in chapter five, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. So that flowed out of that as well. So the third thing that comes out of that story for me is powerful witness needs the Holy Spirit. And we've just sensed the way in which the Holy Spirit has been working throughout um, this story. So um, the other thing I just wanted to mention was that um, we haven't really got a lot of time to explore that passage in Luke. And you might think, well, what's the connection? Well, actually, I think there is a connection there because part of having our glass full is, I think, that, that single-mindedness, that, um, that having the heart um, to, to share, having that single-mindedness um, about seeking the kingdom for our, in our lives and uh, making that our priority and where our heart is. So, 
I think we all want to be more effective in our witness to Jesus, don't we? We want to see our friends, our neighbors, our family come to know him. And we want to see miracles and healings happen at St. Jude's and in our community transformed. You know, one of the great things about being out on the streets in South Sea with HOTS is that we get to talk to people about our faith and why we're there and we get to pray with them. But I tell you the most important part of HOTS, and do you want to put those in the next picture? Yeah. The most important part of HOTS is the prayer that happens during the week before we go out. And in the, in the acorn in the morning, and then we actually kneel on the streets before we, we start to pray for people. Um, and that's a little picture, just putting those two, two things together of our community and then actually seeing the kingdom of God worked out in what we're doing, in being the people of God within our community. We often sing, we want to see Jesus lifted high, don't we? And we do. But we sometimes forget that he needs us to be engaged in making it happen. So what I'd like to do tonight is just something a little bit different um, from maybe what we've done. Um, and in a minute, I'm going to suggest that we pray for each other. And I'd like us to pray for each other maybe a little bit differently from how we've prayed before. Because um, I'm going to ask us to stand, and then I'm going to ask us, um, after we've just um, asked the Holy Spirit to come, I'm going to suggest we just move out. So we're praying in our twos and threes, um, outside the rows, just where we've got a little bit more room. Because I think it's actually much easier to pray for each other more effectively when we've got a bit, of, bit more space around us. So if that's okay with you, that's what I'd like to do. Now, if you're not in that place where you feel comfortable with that, I just want to say that's really totally fine. And if you just want to sit and, and maybe sit quietly, pray on your own, that's also absolutely fine. And if you're not maybe at that place, like I say, if you've got that glass that isn't, isn't that full at the moment, that you're going through a desert place, actually, well, you can either just, just pray quietly on your own, or maybe you might just ask somebody, look, can you just pray with me? Because I'm not actually feeling that good um, about where I am at the moment, um, and I just need that help. Um, but otherwise, can we just... Um, in a minute, um, move and, and be praying for each other. But first of all, I'm going to suggest we stand and then I'm going to say a prayer for us. We want to see Jesus lifted high. Sovereign Lord, Father, we just want to come to you now and say that we need your help. 
We want to be effective, Lord, in sharing you, in sharing our story with others. We want to see people come to know you. We want to see lives transformed. We want to see miracles happen here in our church and in our community. But Lord, we struggle. We just struggle to be effective in what we do and say. And we want to say, Lord, we don't even know how to pray for our families, for our friends, for our neighbors. Lord, would you please help us? Lord, please send the Holy Spirit to transform our weakness by your mighty power. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Transform our shyness and our diffidence and our weakness into your boldness. And help us, Lord, to show love for others, to show your love in what we do, but also, Lord, in what we say. And thank you, Lord, that the promise of your Holy Spirit to us is just the same as the promise of your Holy Spirit with your early church and with your disciples. So come, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh, breathe your power, and anoint each one of us. Lord, come. Lord, fill us now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, can I suggest we just move then to, to pray for each other? Just as I said, in twos and threes, just whatever's comfortable. And, and as we pray, um, just for whatever need is on our hearts at the moment, pray for one another to be to be filled with spirit. And also, just, just bring those situations that we're struggling with um, to the Lord. And sometimes as we pray, we'll just sense that the Lord is putting his, his touch on some particular situation or purpose or person um, that we need to be thinking about. Sometimes also, the spirit will just give us that sense of, of something else we need to be doing, maybe moving out into something new. So pray through that if you're, if you're sensing that at the moment. Pray for those areas of struggles. And pray also that, that the Lord would just bless you with those gifts of the Spirit that we need and that boldness that we need. Um, 
And, and maybe if you're praying the three, maybe as, as one of you is praying, and pray for each other in turn, maybe as one of you is praying, maybe the other person can just be listening to God too for things that they might have for that other person. So let's just pray.